what does your life go on? Uh, an exploration of dilemmas in our lives. Uh, please sit comfortably. You know, uh, uh, life koan is, uh, you know, something which is deeply uh, personal. Uh, but at the same time, uh, our lives are not um, are not limited. So life koan, it's like driving down here tonight in the rain, and uh, uh, everyone is struggling to get home. Um, that this is, this is how traffic is actually possible because it's the integrity of purpose and trying to get home safely as far as possible. And there's this wonderful unanimity. And uh, I, I suppose in a great variety of ways people are looking forward to home or anxious about being home or have many things in their heart as the rain comes down and the roads are slippery and shiny and it's all very risky. Um, and at the same moment, uh, you know, wherever you are is home on that journey. Uh, if you return to your breath or your calm or just open to the immensity of what is, uh, that is home itself as well. So in, in, the, in the large life come on has got something of this feeling uh, about it as well which is not to take away from uh, those burning gates of forgiveness, uh, difficulties in love, um, struggles in relationship, all of which generate dilemmas where your heart is pulled in different directions and you don't know, uh, you know often very difficult to find uh, your way. Uh, and, yeah. A dilemma <laughs> can be translated as, um, in Australian terms, between a rock and a hard place is a vernacular for dilemma. And so often in our lives I think we find this. Sometimes extended over time, uh, sometimes we are just in it in that kind of way. Night is a world lit by itself. There's a, a line from Antonio Porchia. And, uh, you know, when you're out and you're driving and in the rain, uh, or indeed here, uh, the lights themselves, of course, are, are the lighting of the, the night. And we, in the city, we don't get a lot of complete, unadulterated darkness. But the deeper sense of this is that the very darkness itself is the light. Uh, night is a world lit by itself. Uh, the very darkness itself is the light. And this is very much that sense of paradox and uh, contradictoriness, contrariness, um, which is often associated with Kant. Uh, not all the time and not necessarily. Um, a koan like uh, who is hearing that sound has got a very 
um, a straightforward surface uh, to it. There's no sense of any paradox or anything like that. But when you go further into it and then the characteristic with staging posts on the way and a koan like that are, well, um, uh, everyone is hearing that sound. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Um, and then at another stage in the way, well, uh, no one is hearing that sound. Oh, okay, well, that's another staging post. Uh, you can't stop at either of those. This is really, really important. Uh, Basui wrote, said, back in the 14th century, he said, if you stop there, uh, you trade, you are dealing in copper, not gold. So one has that sense of immensity and fullness and immensity and uh, emptiness, if you will. Uh, but you have to step between uh, those two polarities. You have to, as uh, Dogen put it, uh, leap clear of the one, which corresponds to emptiness, and to uh, the many, uh, I guess, which corresponds to everything in that. But uh, that in itself, in terms of the Khan, is a kind of burning gate that you must pass through. You have to get beyond those, the horns of that dilemma. Very important. Uh, it's a wonderful Khan. No one knows where this comes from. It's kind of beautiful. but. Uh, it also conveys this sense of uh, uh, contradictoriness, of paradox. From a well that has never been dug, water ripples in a spring that does not flow. Someone with no shadow or form is drawing the water. Someone with no shadow or form is drawing the water. Who is that one? Hmm? Uh, William Blake uh, um, in his work called The Marriage of Heaven and Hell, even the title <laughs> is uh, paradoxical, The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. Has this koan. Uh, Eternity is in love with the productions of time. Yeah, what do you love? Um, also in the marriage of heaven and hell, uh, there are, these are famous quotations which uh, perhaps not, while not entirely strictly Khan's, um, have a Khan feel. And he writes, um, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> How many people have been inspired by that at some time in their life? Uh, I think all of us. The road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. Asceticism is a difficult path, but I think hedonism, at least past a certain age, probably is too. Um, 
he writes, excess of sorrow laughs, excess of joy weeps. And uh, a wonderful band called The Flaming Lips have a song. Um, Do you realise that happiness makes you cry? At least the song is not called that, it's called Do You Realise? But do you realise happiness makes you cry? The crow flies backwards, the flower you hold in your hand was born today and is already your age. Investigating such contraries, we become intimate with them and ultimately pass through any barrier they may uphold. I want to um, move quite quickly through this introduction because I want us to be able to talk tonight and not for me to occupy time up until uh, closing. So I will just touch lightly on a couple of other topics here and then I'll open up for discussion. So the dilemmas of our lives. Uh, whether to stay in a job or to leave whether to stay in a relationship or to leave, whether to tell a secret that is pressing on our heart to our partner uh, or to hold on to it uh, and suffer that holding on. Many such dilemmas in life and relationship and work. In the case of having a terminal illness, whether to initiate treatment for ourselves or to leave me and the decisions that are made in families uh, when someone has a terminal illness as to what to do. Um, all of these are full of dilemma and contradiction often. Whether to let a loved one die or continue to maintain treatment is another one uh, as well that we may face. It is good to sit with the dilemmas of our lives. Not all dilemmas are kinds and not all kinds are dilemmas, but it's good to, to sit uh, with the dilemmas uh, and let the intellect uh, wear itself out. You know, yes, no. There's a wonderful line from the tradition uh, referring to a student who was... Um, well, he felt he was insulted by his teacher for no reason at all. And uh, the record just says, all night he struggled in the ocean of yes and no. With our dilemmas, we struggle in the ocean of yes and no. Uh, to leave or not to leave. To give assistance or not to give uh, assistance. 
And sometimes we find that we are just sitting there and we just simply do not know. We do not know how to proceed. And it's good to be faithful and just stay with that not knowing. This is exactly like working with a Khan. Uh, and that's a central Khan uh, that you're sitting with and you just don't know. Um, and if you persist, um, often the response or how to, how to proceed uh, comes unexpectedly. This is a trust, there's a huge trust involved uh, in this. Sleeping on it is also good. <laughs> it's amazing with dilemmas and that, like you sleep on it, you wake up, not necessarily the next morning, but another morning, and it's like something has shifted in the night. It's like the kind of sand hills and the dreams have moved and Things feel a little different. One can proceed. The philosopher Julius Cavesi once said, each human life is a proposition in the mind of God. He's a Hungarian philosopher who taught at the University of Western Australia oh, back in the 70s. And uh, wrote a notion, uh, he wrote a book on moral philosophy, uh, looking at notions of good. Um, uh, mind of God, you take it as if you are not inclined to believe in God, as mind of the universe. Um, you take it very deistically, if you like. But the great advantage of this line, each human life is a proposition in the mind of God, is that it gives you that distance. Um, so can you think of your life as a kind of proposition? Um, how would you express it? Well, an example might be, uh, someone would say, my life is one of service to others, uh, or my life is lived out through a relationship, or primarily through a relationship. Or, uh, uh, my life is uh, uh, given over to high achievement of uh, many uh, forms that you, you, that you could give that. Uh, or my life is a life of contradictions. You know, where I am most free, I am most bound. You know, I get paradox happening in your proposition. So, yeah, what is your life from that distant perspective? So many um, dilemmas in life are around desire and fear. Desire and fear are very close for, I think, for most of us. So, um, yeah, we desire someone, we fancy someone, and we want to invite them out. Uh, yet to make the move is to invite rejection, or is to risk rejection. Who doesn't know this one? 
Um, and uh, also runs the risk that uh, you may not see them again at all. Desire and fear are loaded up uh, together and many dilemmas around that uh, for us. Um, we're never so vulnerable uh, as when we actually must trust someone. Paradoxically, if we cannot trust, uh, neither can we uh, find love. Um, Emily Dickinson has this wonderful line. Uh, it's very hard to actually to do this. It's, she said, joy security is in, is in insecurity to lie. Uh, it's very <laughs> tortured, but it, I guess to take it out of its poetic form, like joy security lies in insecurity. Um, so this is where the way is great because it gets us in contact with the insecurity and instead of fleeing it, we're there with it. And joy may not be reliably there, but it often is as well. I think all attempts to, to seek, pursue happiness uh, without uh, the inclusion of uncertainty, uh, pain and suffering in general um, is doomed. Uh, you end up leaving out most of your life uh, in that process. As a wonderful one student of the way uh, wrote regarding dilemmas and paradoxes. We spend so much time trying to get away from others uh, so as to avoid the, avoid the pain of relationship, only to find that the one that we have been trying to get away from is no other than ourself. And then to realise that the only way to get away from self is to be with others. What a nest of dilemmas that is. It's wonderful and very true to human condition. Eiken Roshi, he said, his koan, and this is especially when he was sitting in Japan with teachers who didn't speak English uh, in incredible uh, physical discomfort, uh, pain uh, and dysentery and general illness, he said his koan was, what am I doing here? <laughs> Others may have asked this koan on session likewise, what am I doing here? A koan which came up within the group uh, here, uh, what would I be without my stories, is a, a wonderful koan. What are you without your stories? I'm not using stories negatively here uh, either. You know, we all have stories, we have the story of our life. Compounded, or, uh, sorry, made up from little fragments, from moment here, moment there, uh, episode here, we put them together and we make 
um, the story of our lives out of it. Uh, it's, the, the, it's not unassailable, of course, but um, usually the basis is flimsy. And uh, if you let go of that story, uh, who are you then? Paradoxes and contraries seethe in the human cortex, uh, but they dissolve in your least out breath. Seeming opposites are united within the heart. This is a great discovery of the way that when you really embark uh, into it, um, what seems to be oppositional, form, emptiness, essential, contingent, one, many, inside, outside, and the rest. Uh, strangely, those apparent barriers which are conceptual uh, disappear and you find that there is freedom there. Uh, yeah, the greatest paradox just dissolves on your out-breath. Out-breath is fine and enough for that. Good, it's over to you. This is a brief talk. I've said enough. So what are the dilemmas of your life? And how do you deal with them? And this is a chance to share. <laughs>